everyone, and welcome to We Universe. We are the internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast. Each and every week, we are playing a different game, randomly selected from the Wii U catalog that I've got sitting on my shelf. The whole thing, all of it. It's a waste of money. What am I doing? My name's Steve Gumley. He's taking aim. He's taking aim. Hello, this is Woody Siskowski, everyone. <laughs> You, you guys missed all. it. Woody just took a sick bong rip, uh, <laughs> which is what that noise was. I was trying to audibly hold my breath, which I acknowledge does sound like a sick bong rip. Um, no, well, but I mean, you saw you saw me uh, looking confused in uh, slow motion yeah, and, and with much more clarity. <laughs> they zoomed in. That's one of my... Uh, that's always a weird thing in video games where, I mean, it makes sense in this game because you have a scope. Yeah. But where a character has the ability to like press up to zoom in, but your character just has eyes. Yeah. That's always a pet peeve of mine. Or like movies where they'll cut to a character's point of view and then they'll zoom in on something. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, eyeballs don't work that way. Yeah. Like you can't doing that. physically like make something bigger in your in your brain by, I don't know. For, for a game so devoted to realism, uh, they really blew the eyeball thing. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, you, get it. your gun has a scope, right? Yeah, so. you know, what? <laughs> sure. Piddly, piddly, who Piddly, cares? piddly, poof. What is a scope if just a fake eyeball? Am <laughs> I right? <laughs> exactly. We are talking today about a game called Sniper Elite V2. You know, co uh, co there's the Coastal Elites, mm -hmm. and then there's the Sniper there's Elites, the sniper elites. <laughs> which have been <laughs> up in their purchase, yeah, exactly. <laughs> in their ivory purchase. I mean, as well they should be. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's where they go. It's, it's where it's, Sniper it's, Elites belong. It's where you can most elitely sniper. Yes. Um, I'm excited to talk about this one, but first I do have to ask, what are you playing lately? Oh, man. I was mulling this over as I came by, thinking about what I had actually been playing and I was out of town for the weekend, so it wasn't actually that much. I, I very satisfyingly got to play video games with my brother and his son, oh. a, a, which doesn't happen very often. So it That's felt like fun. A, yeah, a nice yeah. familial get together. Now that he, the son is nine and competent enough about Smash Brothers that I don't have to feel bad about <laughs> destroying him. <laughs> um, sure. So. Time to learn some life lessons, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I was thinking uh, a game I went back to that I hadn't played in a while was Spelunky 2, oh, okay. which was a game I was super hyped on because I love the original Spelunky. And Spelunky 2, somehow I never have quite given a chance. Every time oh. I go to play it, I'm like, this will be the time. And I go in, I'm like, yeah, maybe next time will be the time. And it's so odd because it's so similar to the first game. Yeah. It just, somehow the mastery that I developed the first game feels taken away from me. So it's like very disempowering to know that you're very good at a game. Yeah. But like this one is too hard. Yeah. Suddenly. Yeah. Like it just feels very weird. Um, and so I really do want to give it a chance. But uh, I think it's more of evidence of like, how important like right game right time is yeah. you know what i mean like i think about this for media a lot that like we all want to believe that our opinions on a movie we see or a game we play are like pretty objective sure but i i really believe that about 80 percent of how much you enjoy something is just based on your headspace at that time i like, i think that's very true there have been a lot of movies like when if I see a movie after like 9 p.m., which mm -hmm. I don't do at all anymore as an old man, but when I was younger <laughs> and I would see later matinees, sure, I would inevitably Re later matinees, like right. eight hours after the matinee, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, I would inevitably like dislike those movies. Like, I remember specifically mm -hmm. my experience with Step Brothers the first time I sure. watched it, I thought it was so annoying, 
Couldn't stand it. Wanted to go home and go to bed. I'm just like, this is the stupidest movie ever. And then I watched it again like five years later when it popped up on Netflix. And just like every second of this rules. Like I love okay. this entire okay. movie. Well, maybe so, that maybe I should give it another chance because I very much am still in your first see, in your first camp. Oh man, but, I, I came around to it in okay. a big way. I think it's great. Um, yeah. So I, I maybe uh, maybe there'll be the right time where Spelunky Two really clicks for me, but it hasn't it hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. Because I yeah, yeah I just like I couldn't stop playing the original Spelunky, and this one I can't really get myself to keep playing. I I've done that a lot with like music also. Like I'll listen mm. to a CD like. Uh, you know, that every, I love every song on this album. Yeah, like, so I, you just I this is listen perfect. to High Violet like, on repeat. Yeah, and then you just don't want to buy their next album because it's inevitably going to be a disappointment. You know? yeah, yeah, even though yeah. it is doing very much of the same thing. Yeah, it might even be better yeah. in a lot of senses. It usually it's just, is. It's, it's just, just not your album. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I get that. Uh, I have gotten on the Ascent train uh, with a lot of other people. The Ascent the is train a, is just going straight up. It's a skyrocket to the top, man. But, uh, you know, I'll tell mm-hmm. you, I might be jumping off it uh, until I get a more powerful system. Because I'm playing I'm playing the Ascent on Xbox One. So tell me, uh, what is the Ascent? The Ascent is like a cyberpunk Diablo-style dungeon crawler. It's, I'm interested. I, you would love it. Okay. You'd love it. It's, it's, uh, it's like Diablo with guns, basically. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. It's... <laughs> it's uh completely gorgeous from top to bottom it's such a stunning looking game okay uh really cool world i'm really enjoying the gameplay and like building up my skills and everything like that the problem is the platform so i have it on game pass for my xbox one okay and the load times in this game are without question the worst i've ever seen like when you're in the game itself like if you need to respawn or something instantaneous no problem that's great but every once in a while the game will just fail. The game will just okay. go blank and stop and kick you back to your main menu, and then you need to reload it. And it is a good seven and a half minutes Wow! from the time you boot up the game until the time you actually get to play. Oof. Like, I... I had a book out. Well, what, what, what are we doing? Out. Are we playing Wii U here with these load times? Oh, yeah, well, come on, come on. Hey, uh, what's the deal with airline food? Um, uh, but, you know, it, it's it's detracting a little bit from the experience because it's also a very hard game, and I've had these crashes happen like three times. Okay. So, uh, it, but every other sense of the word, like I'm, I'm loving this game. I'm loving everything this game has to offer. I just wish I could play it in a more consistent uh, platform. We're at a weird phase um where you know we're in the next generation of consoles almost officially even though as we keep saying no one actually owns any of these things no but it does mean that the design the design team for these games are probably working on i don't even i don't even remember what the freaking new xbox is called even though i should series x yeah okay so they're designing on you know higher end pcs or series x or uh PS5 and you everything like they're like okay especially on an Xbox is weird because the Game Pass provide is providing a lot of the same games yeah. on both systems and yeah. like we still have to put something out on the last generation systems yeah but then you get things like the cyberpunk debacle where like the <laughs> PS4 version was essentially unplayable yeah exactly and it's just like this same kind of thing but I, yeah, Maybe I it's a, just the cyberpunk genre that's being it's rejected too graphically by intensive. It's, it's well, it's not futuristic enough for these old consoles. Yeah. Like, yeah, or these old consoles aren't futuristic enough for them. I that's guess. That's true, but that 
I had heard about that game, but I couldn't quite process what it was because the screenshots were so vague. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a tactical game. So not that I'm against tactical games. There's some tactical elements to it. Yeah, cool. but but uh, it's very fun. It's very fun. It's basically just a loot shooter, and I, I enjoy. Have you it been playing regard. it online, or I have just been playing the single player mode okay. because I am a hermit. Sure. Even even, sure. Uh, even in online, but I wanted to. You know, it's one of those games you get into. I'm like, oh man, I want to be good enough at this to play it online. Like this is dope. I, I really. And this enjoy is this. this is the time. That is the other thing. Like neither of us, I think, usually get into online games. No. But the few times that I have gotten into online games. Or if you start playing them right when they're new, because that game's less than a month old at this point. I oh, think, I mean, I think. Ba- barely out. Yeah, it's yeah. cool that it goes right to Game Pass. Yeah, um, but like that's one of the few times where a lot of the people who are online are still figuring out the game too. Yeah, so you're like, yay, I can actually like kind of hang with these people. For, as you got a sweet when, spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go play it like four months from now, and the only people left online are just way ahead of you and way good at this game. But now the problem is the five people who own an Xbox Series X are uh, completely dominating everybody else because of the load time. Oh, so, sure. You know, so I, I'm, I'm going to stick with it for a bit. Like, we'll see if uh, it gets patched or anything to kind of repair some of these issues. But I'm really enjoying the experience Okay, so that far. sounds cool. All right, let's jump into talking a little bit about sniper games, a, a weirdly okay. specific subgenre of shooter games. Um, but there's more than one sniper game. There are a lot of games that are focused just solely on being a sniper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the big change up in emphasis here is that it's less run and gun, it's more slow paced, tactical, and there's usually an emphasis on realism, uh, realistic physics, things like that. Um, so the formula for this came from, uh, the, the, well, I mean, obviously look, sniper rifles are in every game that ever had guns ever. They're a staple, but few have kind of built their whole repertoire around them. Yeah. And it it kind of started with two titles that came out or three titles rather that came out in 1988. One was a French MS DOS game called hostages. Okay. There was another, uh, CompuServe title called sniper with an exclamation point. That's basically sniper. And the other is uh, the any, the only one of these I've played, the NES title Golgo 13 Top Secret sure. Episode. We've all we've all a, played Golgo 13 Top Secret Episode. Yeah, of course we have. Yeah. It's got some good like snipery bits in there. Yep. It's right um, it's right up there with Kid Nicky Radical Ninja. Oh, everyone's favorite or yeah. or totally rad. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Totally uh, rad has the weirdest box art. It it's does. It's just like some weird like creature's hand kind of like reaching out and it's just called totally rad and you're like what is this game yeah it's, and it's i think the answer is just a Mega Man clone if i remember okay i don't even I, I don't i don't remember if you play as that little goblin guy or if that's your enemy i assume that's you well i'm definitely putting totally rad on the poll for our next streaming because yeah, I, mean, I really want to know what totally rad is the title tells us everything we need to know well, so, only I mean, about the quality of the game not yeah. what actually is occurring oh that's what true. if they just named a movie totally rad <laughs> <laughs> what if everything you named had to be like a objectively true like yeah. like best movie of all time it has to be the best movie of all time <laughs> okay. yeah there, there can't be any room for di- uh dis- discussion on that so uh the genre would be given a more action heavy emphasis 10 years later with the 1998 arcade hit silent scope which uses this awesome oversized gun peripheral yes. and it tasks you with taking out uh terrorists and freeing hostages using your precision precision shooting uh these games are fun as hell. Uh, I always enjoy them when when I find them. I think I, I first played one on PS2. 
and uh, they work well on PS4. Uh, a silent scope game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, because the basic gameplay is pretty simple. It's like it's basically a simulation voyeur game yeah. where you're just looking in a bunch of windows from a different window and hoping is, that. Is that the game where you get bonus points if you look at a naked lady? Probably. Uh, I think so. Sometimes you'll look at a lady it like. It kind of sounds bra. like a Konami thing. Yeah, and you're like, ah, bonus points. Yeah. Uh, don't shoot her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then you lose points. Police brutality. Stop yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, but fun arcade games. I mean, any and, game with like that big. There, there's definitely like a few arcade games that really just stick in your head that I don't even know how good of a game they are, like objective. Like that um, Terminator 2 oh, Judgment yeah. Day cabinet where you just go in and you're like, this looks freaking awesome yeah they have the giant and you play it for 10 minutes like you or not even 10 like three minutes like you are dead put in another two dollars and you're like okay i've had enough of this i'm gonna gravitate towards any game with an ostentatious gun that you can shoot like the bigger you don't get that at home you don't get that you know and it's the bigger and sillier looking it is and the less it looks like a real gun the more i'm into it like like there's an aliens game yeah that has like you using the colonial marines like shot a weapon from aliens there's a i think there's a helicopter game that has this giant chain gun that like the whole thing yeah, shakes yeah, when yeah, you yeah. use it and you're like you know I'm playing this of course <laughs> yeah no it, it, the bigger and sillier the better and Silent Scope had just had a very distinctive arcade cabinet yeah. which I always really I, I seek that out when I when I look uh, in arcades and I mean it, it they do like sniper games in general or Silent Scope really does kind of scratch the itch of fee- empowering you the way a gun game does but making it a little more thoughtful about what you're doing and it was the same yeah. positive thing that i had to say about whatever hunting game we played being game hunts mm-hmm. is that it's cool to actually have to think about the shot that you're making and really take the time to line it up so like yeah i, I get the appeal i do i do too and i mean this game we're talking about today was kind of a kind of a cult breakout for the series or for the franchise or uh, the genre rather yes and uh, there have been some spinoffs like, uh, and uh, a couple of cheapy knockoffs. Like, there's a series called Sniper Ghost Warrior. There's like four or five of those. And that's kind of like a discount version okay. of, of whatever this is. And there's also, weirdly, anybody who's just like learning how to program basically has built in a, a sniper game for like mobile phones or something like that. There's just a glut of these very simple sniper games on iOS. And a lot of them have been pulled for content because whatever reason, I think uh, the ability to shoot people from a far distance away uh, triggers some maybe unpleasant fantasy fulfillment okay. for some people. Yeah, uh, I can see that. And you know, you know what? Yeah. And, you know, not to generalize. Yeah, but we are are not above it. There is a weird feeling like when you and I were handing the controller back and forth because game, not multiplayer. No. Um, And there's a weird feeling of like you blasting someone like straight through the groin. And I'm like, oh, good job, Steve. Like you you, you nailed him. I I admire the way you melted that man's face. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's just it's you don't want to feel gross, but like. It is kind of an impossible thing to avoid of that slow motion bullet just going through someone's skull and going, ooh, yeah, like, that's got a hoit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, no, there is. There's there's something, uh, I, and I think this game basks in it a little bit as well. This yeah. is kind of the calling card as we'll, as we'll get into here. But let's, let's talk about this game. I think oh, I've, got, sure. I've got a lot to say it's, about it. Sniper Elite V2, released May 21st, 2013, developed and published by Rebellion Developments, and it was also released on Windows, PS3, 360, PS5, Xbox One, and Switch. Yes, they're still remaking this game. 
Uh, Rebellion Developments, uh, quietly a big force in gaming. Like, okay. Uh, for, for a company that I really hadn't heard of. Uh, they were the ones who destroyed the Death this. Star, right? I think they were, yeah, the, the first time around. EA had set yeah. up a giant Death Star, did, and it was going to yeah. destroy Take-Two, but then luckily Rebellion came in and... Uh, you know, took care of that. Wait, is Take Two the good guys in this? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's rough. Oh man, yeah. No, that's that's. They're, not... the, tr- they're the trade federation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There. They uh... have they have weird Asian racist caricatures <laughs> what running. What the it. fuck was that? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so, founded in 1992 by British brothers Chris and Jason Kingsley. Uh, good name for British guys. Definitely. Kingsley. Uh, the company first put itself on the map as creators of maybe the only worthwhile game on the Atari Jaguar. Can you name it? Alien versus. That's the one. Predator? Predator was the second part of that. Okay, or yes. The, uh, technically the third part of that. <laughs> Alien second. versus somebody. Alien versus, oh, let's Wa- see. Alien 19- versus Wade. 1993 it's- was probably Alien versus T-Rex. Alien v. Board of Education. <laughs> it wouldn't let the aliens go at the same school. Dawn of Justice, yeah. yes. Uh, so that debuted in 1994. Uh, the Jaguar crapped out pretty quickly after that, but the company still owned the AVP license, so they get a little piece of every Alien vs. Predator video game that's out there. Okay. Uh, for a while, the company made its money developing handheld ports, uh, mostly for the PSP, for different franchises like Medal of Honor, Dead to Rights, things that you wouldn't want to play on a PSP. <laughs> um, or things like Dead to Rights that you wouldn't want to play at all. Or at all. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, unless you're a, what, what, what was that called earlier? A dogsman? Or a, yeah, uh, a dogsman. Yeah, Dead to Rights, good dogsman. Good dog. Good yeah, dog in that Good game. dog. Uh, But in 2004, Rebellion entered into a deal with DC Comics to be the exclusive rights holders for AD 2000. Uh, which that's is the Judge Dredd comic? That's the Judge Dredd comic. It's like and a cult Dan- over... Danger Girl, is that from that too? I don't think... I think Danger Girl's American. Some of their... The Dread is the only one from AD 2000 I've heard of. Okay. Now, I know Grant Morrison used to write for them. Like, and we've established that thing. Magnus Robot Fighter is not involved in no, this, even no, though he could no. very much be. Very well. Uh, have you heard of Strontium Dog or mm. Sinister Dexter? No. I have not heard of these characters. Sinister, Sinister Dexter. Dexter sounds like the like the Thai, Thailand market ripoff of the show Dexter. Yeah. I'm just like... Oh, I just got that. Sinister means uh, left. Uh, Dexter means right in in Latin. Yeah, weird. Yeah. Wow, okay. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say you just got that. Like that's some kind of obvious thing that anyone would put together. Well, because we all know our Latin, right? We we should. I mean, didn't you go to school five thousand years ago? Latin class? Yeah, come on. It was still the the only spoken language in my hometown in Colorado. We're the last Latin speaking country. That that's the twist of this podcast. Is Steve is actually a four thousand year old golem? I can't die. Ah, frustrating. I, but luckily, I've got all these Wii U games to pass the <laughs> pass the eternities. Um, yeah. So around that same time, uh, the company, or so yeah. So uh, I should mention, yeah, they got the rights to eighty two thousand, and instead of they they were supposed to make a game with DC of Judge Dredd. That and would DC, make sense. That would make sense. It's weird, but that there's only like one Judge Dredd game, or no, there's like there's I can two think or of three. Two, yeah. But like the ones, they're mostly based on the Stallone movie. Yeah, and, and like, not the awesome Carl Urban movie, which it is great. Would definitely like translate so easily. And like the Super Nintendo game is not very good. No. And then there's a light gun game on the PS1, which is also not very good. Yeah, I think there but, was a PS2 uh, like cheapy thing. Yeah, that seems but, like a slam dunk license. Yeah, it should be. Uh, but DC got cold feet. They pulled out of the game before they finished. But 
uh, Rebellion still had the rights, so they opened up their own comic book label and started oh. reprinting 82,000 old issues and like writing new content for it, which is cool. I mean, so good they're for like, them. We're like, yeah, we got this license, we're gonna do something with they're, it. They're a hybrid video game comic book company because uh, around that same time, the company released Sniper Elite, which became a surprise audience and critical favorite. And uh, what, what time is this? This is, is 2005. Okay. 2005. So uh, the success of that game kind of helped Rebellion expand, and soon they began acquiring smaller studios, including former Tomb Raider publisher Core. Okay. Uh, but the company struggled a bit after that because they had two original IPs that kind of crapped the bed. One was Rogue Warrior, a game I could not tell you anything Ooh. about. Yeah, it's probably something to do with Spec Ops in some, probably, some way or another. Yeah, and I, I don't know anything about it. The other one was a 2010 version of Aliens vs. Predator that Sega did, which I own. It's okay. It's fine, okay. but uh, I don't think people were that interested in it. The, the Alien vs. Predator license is like always so cool in theory, but has very few pieces of media yeah. that are actually any good. Like even like the original Dark Horse comics are kind of it. it was that, some of the SNES game, yeah. Well, the SNES game is not good. The, oh, I'm the arcade that with game the arcade is good. Alien, yeah, okay. um, is did that originate as a comic book? Like that, like the movies were not the ori- first appearance of that. I. Oh, yeah, I believe so. Uh, I'm trying to get my timeline right because Predator 2, they introduced the idea that they're in the same universe. Okay. There's a scene where we see the inside of the Predator ship and there's a xenomorph skull on the wall. Oh, okay. Which was, I think, just meant to be kind of like a little in-joke, but fans at the time like glommed onto that, like, yeah. oh, that's so cool, make them fight, make them fight. <laughs> and uh, they did. And, and they made still, them fight. They're still fighting to this day. And, <laughs> yeah. who, and whoever wins, we lose. And we do lose because we, we watched Alien versus Predator a requiem and Ooh. let me tell you we lost what a pile of dog shit that <laughs> yeah. movie is oh man. one of the worst movies i have ever seen one of the movies i've seen the least because of how gray it is <laughs> yeah. and like how washed out and totally hard to see yeah speaking of gray and washed out sniper elite sniper elite <laughs> lots of gray stuff uh but yeah luckily sniper elite series turned out to be a cash cow sniper elite 3 which followed this one sold more than 10 million copies uh and it's and they're still going so Go figure, Rebellion, a company I've never really thought about or noticed, and they're they're a bigger deal than you might think. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, development of this game began in 2011 uh, after Rebellion entered a deal with 505 Games to publish. Now, despite the two in the title, this is not a sequel. This is kind of a reboot of the 2005 Sniper Elite. So this new version gives us a graphical update, and uh, it alters a few things in the narrative, but all, pretty much everything else is intact. Okay. And so since the next game is Sniper Elite 3, this is a weird game where there is no proper 2. Like, there's no proper part 2. It goes Got 1, it. You would 1 probably, remake, 3. There's very little reason at this point, I would imagine, to play the 2005 version. Yeah. I imagine this one does most of the same things. Right. And just is, runs cleaner, looks better. Um, and then you would go to 3, and yeah, there's nothing in between. It, it is also odd. I wonder what the backstory is of why it took them so long to get to start process on this game like that's a six-year gap between yeah sniper lead and then the well v2 this was uh the original game was kind of a slow burn hit oh, uh, sure. like it came out like uh it's a smaller scope you know and at this time 2005 the market is just being flooded with world war ii games call of yeah. duty is picking up medal of okay. honor is huge so like everyone's making world war ii games this is the pre-modern warfare era like yes. right before that game came out this game actually wound up getting a huge boost off of youtube because sniper elites kind of one of its signature features is what's called the slow-mo kill cam and basically the game slows down follows the path of your bullet 
and goes into ultra slow-mo x-ray vision of your bullet destroying your enemy. Which was a thing that was in Max Payne, I believe, with the sniper rifle. I, I think that game yeah. beat them to the punch. This game Couldn't actually... you steer the bullet in that one, too? No, you couldn't. Oh, I might be confusing them. Yeah. This game actually has kind of a Max Payne vibe, especially with the narrator. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit for as like serious as, as it's taking itself. It's a little silly, but... Uh, when people started posting their videos of playing this game and like blowing up skulls in ultra slow motion, yeah. like that started drawing more people in and uh, people Sadly, wanted to try this game. as a sad representative of the world we live in. Yeah. Slow motion bullet shots get YouTube views. Now, this game in particular, Sniper Elite V2, is infamous for a piece of DLC that came out and that's uh, kind of what this game has become best known for. In this DLC, you are allowed to assassinate Hitler. Oh, and uh, it's videos like, like Bionic Commando all over again. Exactly, exactly. And you know, look, nobody's gonna balk at a chance to shoot Hitler. No, like, that's great. Even Hitler jumped at the chance to shoot Hitler. <laughs> that's like, he was, true. He was excited he, about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a weird thing to think. Of. There was only one person on Earth who successfully killed Hitler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, yeah, you got to give him credit. Um, but there was a video posted online of somebody slow mo. Shooting Hitler in the testicles. Okay. Uh, it zooms in. We get we see testicles exploding. Sure. And this became a little bit controversial with historians because <laughs> sure. because famously, in history. In, so oh, wait, okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, historically, Hitler re- only had one I, testicle. Yeah, I was gonna make a joke, and yeah. then I realized that is actually a that real is thing. actually a thing. Like, yeah. okay, so uh, for a while, this was just kind of considered like uh, uh, propaganda, mythological. There was a popular British drinking song among the troops of the Allies, just called Brit- uh, "Hitler's Only Got One Ball." Okay, it's just a very body song, uh, and so that kind of became mixed up with the narrative. But some German scientists uh, re- found some. Uh, uh, medical records from okay. back in the day, and Hitler suffered from a condition called crypto crypto orchidism, which means he had an undescended testicle. So his oh, right testicle sure. was still up inside. Uh, the the Führer was one short egg short of an omelet, <laughs> and as a result. Rebellion would patch the game and remove one of his balls. Oh, good. And now when he appears in uh, any game in the Sniper Elite series, he is the uh, canonical one-ball Hitler. Well, that is the devotion to historical accuracy and uh, detail that has made the Sniper Elite game so enduring. Uh, Oh, man, you should see the ones they put on Mussolini. It's like Mr. (laughs) Belvedere. Like, he probably sits on them. Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's like that weird South Park episode where they were bouncing around on their balls. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Those would be easy targets for the elite snipers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Story-wise, so this game takes place during World War II and the Battle of Berlin, which uh, lasted from April to May 1945. And you play as an American OSS operative named Carl Fairburn, who... uh, in the story, he, he speaks was really gravelly. He speaks real gravelly. He was born in Germany, raised by German immigrant parents, and so now he's back uh, serving as an agent of the U.S. undercover in the German army. Uh, and this is part of an op- uh, a real life operation called Operation Paperclip, where mm-hmm. uh, American soldiers were sent over to liberate or recruit German scientists and try and sneak them away from the, their military programs a, and put them to work for ours. A project of, you know, sometimes questionable morality yeah. in the sense that they basically took these scientists from Germany who had done horrible things and they're like, hey, if you come work for us, we'll just forgive everything you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, great. not great, but, not great. Um, you know, I guess, it was, I guess it was better than just leaving them with the Nazis. Yeah, so. I guess we won the war. Yeah. You know? USA. Yeah, USA. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we won World yeah. War II. 
Um, so your mission in this game as Carl Fairburn is to track down scientists developing the V2 rockets. And we have a nice, clever little tie-in. Version 2 of the game, V2 rockets. Got it's very it. clever. Um, which means you'll need to infiltrate the heart of Berlin and assassinate a series of particularly nasty Nazi officers to reach your goal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's... For all the historical trappings, I don't think it's terribly interested in plot or story. It's Do you really think there was ever like a weird exploitation movie, like skin flick in the late sixties called Nasty Nazis? I like, God, it must have been. It's a precursor to Ilsa She Wolf of the SS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's enough here like they do a good job I, I like it at the start when they played sort of like 35 millimeter looking like historical footage from the war yeah. in black and white and they have like as goofy as like his gruff voice is like the voice actor does a good job oh sure he sounds sure. very cool yeah he's got and, a lot of gravitas a lot yeah, of authority exactly and so it's enough to like give you the idea of like oh I'm learning about history sure. like even <laughs> for whatever even though your brain kind of just slips into other things right going on yeah totally and and, you know there's there's a variety of guns that and they give you like information about each one if that's the kind of thing that you're into sure sure if you like information from guns got you hooked up uh so this is a third person stealth action game mixed with a first person shooter uh, I guess that's kind of the clumsy way to put it. It's it's a shooty shooty bang bang game. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, the emphasis is strongly on stealth here, uh, more than you know. We we tried a couple instances just charging in with guns blazing, and we did not last long. No, uh, as, a as, lesson as, for all of us. Yeah, yeah, as well you shouldn't. That's always been uh, my issue with Metal Gear. Is at some point I fail in the stealth and just run forward and realize it's much easier to just body slam everyone down yeah, and not yeah. really worry about maintaining stealth here. That is not a that is not even an option. No, no, it's really not. Yeah, you gotta you gotta take it slow, which might not be for everybody. If you prefer your more running gun style action game, this is a little slower, a little more methodical. Yeah. So you know, just need to kind of get on its wavelength. Uh, your sniper rifle is designed to be period accurate and realistic, and the game's physics engine is really kind of strict about specific ballistic physics. So you have to think Say about... Say that five times fast. Specific ballistic physics. I can't even do it once. Can't even <laughs> okay. do it? Well, I did it once. You I did it once. It twice. Uh, so you have to take into account things like bullet drop, uh, wind shear, your own heart rate, uh, things like that. So... It, and it, yeah, it is... There's three different difficulties here. Um, I don't... I know that the middle one is marksman and the hardest one is sniper relief. I think maybe the start... Casual is a okay, one, Or cadet. Yeah. yeah. Um, or cadet, you're right. And the yeah. main difference on them is how sort of picky, aside from how much damage you can take, but it's how picky they are on the accuracy and effects that the weather and heart rate gives on the bullets. So yeah. like... In this tutorial level, it will kind of guide you through to where you have a good vantage point on a Nazi officer. And I, so they're like, okay, make sure you adjust for um, wind and your bullet will naturally fall over yeah. a long distance. So I aim sort of just like a little bit above his head. Like if it had gone straight, it would have just whizzed over his head. But I'm like, okay, this should fall enough. I should get him like right in the neck or something. Yeah. And like my bullet sort of went through his kneecap. Yeah, like it, yeah, it really very low. drops a lot. So yeah, it, it takes some uh, it takes some dialing in a little bit. You have to you have to kind of figure out your your distance and everything like that. Almost, whether you're like one notch above or two notches above the dead center, it yeah. almost felt cruel. Like first off, like this game is very challenging on this. I felt like I wanted to play on the Sniper Elite difficulty, being as that's the name of the game. It right. feels like that's the default difficulty. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's but, what we both did because like. 
yeah, yeah. It, normally, we would just play on normal mode for the most part, just to, to see as yeah. much of the game as possible. But the the hardest difficulty here is kind of the crux of the game. And it, the game is very hard on that difficulty. Yeah. Like you die in a couple shots again. I mean, as well you should. Um, but and it's just very difficult to sort of pick guys out from a distance because um, everything is very great. Like when this game sort of I got the impression like this game takes place later in the war yeah towards the um, end and yeah. so like all the cities that you're going through are sort of very bombed out and there's um uh, there's a lot of activity in the background like just things on fire or air raids sirens going or like yeah. planes flying through the air I and mean, like it, it looks like a bombed out berlin which is not a particularly uh, pretty location, you yeah. Know? Not a particularly visually striking location, but it it does feel like relatively alive for like it does feel like there's stuff going on. You're not yeah. just sort of wandering through these cities totally um on your own, yeah. But like it almost felt cruel, like the level of drop and wind resistance in this game. Like because if you went to like from like playing this to be like okay, now I'm gonna play some Halo online, you would like not be lining up your shots. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you could play on the the easiest difficulty here. And we mess with that a little bit where your bullets don't drop at all. And yeah, that's like, like point and click. Line it up in the middle of your crosshair, boom, they're dead. And it is, you know, that has its own satisfying thing to it. But like, what's sort of what's the point of that? Like, it's easier. You're going to hit a lot more shots. Yeah. But like, that's not what this game is about. Like, yeah, yeah. if that's what you want, there's thousands of other shooters that do like core shooting gameplay as well, if not better. Yeah. And so it's yeah, like, yeah. why would you play this? Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's a weird balance to strike. Uh, I was surprised by how much of the game, like I was kind of assuming the game was going to be nothing but sniping, and I'm surprised that we had other weapons and other modes kind of going on. So a lot of the game is just kind of crawling from spot to spot, trying to avoid uh, uh, detection. You have a sidearm that's usually uh, silenced, and you have a machine gun mm -hmm. in case you get in a pinch. You can you can edit your loadout and yeah. between each level. And uh, the the machine gun, I really liked the way it fired. Like it, it's unreliable and it's scattering, and it's like it fires the way a machine gun would fire. Yeah, I I you know for the glut, uh, I understand why like people lost interest in World War II games because yeah. we really did get glutted with it. But I do appreciate that those games have their own unique feel. And like, it's fun when those weapons feel dated in their own way. And you're like, this machine gun is not very accurate. Yeah. Like, even just like the animations of the weird ways some of those guns would reload. Yeah. And like your default pistol, your your guy essentially has to cock the pistol between every shot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you you do you do get punished pretty bad if a guy runs up to you and you miss that headshot. He's just probably going to kill you. Exactly. Yeah, there's no slickness to the weapons or anything. They all just look like kind of old-timey, antique, blunt weapons of war, which, is, uh, which works perfectly. And you also get a lot of sort of tools in the way you would in sort of like a splinter cell um, where you have like a trip mine where you can you can select all these from the Wii U gamepad itself, which is a much more intuitive way to select your item because you see a little picture of it. You're not having to cycle through a bunch of menus. Yeah. But so you just like tap the trip mine on your um, gamepad and then you can press R to set it somewhere and then you'll like sort of dr pull a wire and set it somewhere else. And you, you have, like, a grenade, a trip mine. You can booby trap bodies. Yeah. So, like, after you take a guy out, you can booby trap it. Then when someone else goes, like, sees the body and goes to check on it, they'll explode. Yeah. And all that stuff is neat. And, like, I like it in theory. But this is not, like, a genre of game that I've spent a ton of time playing. I like the Splinter Cell games. I played a lot of those. Yeah. Obviously played a ton of Metal Gear games. Sure. 
But I feel like this sort of thing has probably been done better in the Hitman games by this point. Probably, like, yeah. And because the the this is a game that scratches a similar itch of Hitman of like you're going to you have a target to get, but it's never quite clear if this game wants to be sort of open, go about your um, target however you want. Or like super linear, just kind of mow down guys until you get to the right area. Yeah. And, and like that was the problem is on the second level, we essentially got stuck because you like find yourself in this little fortress and they're like, find a way across the streets. And it's just not clear if your goal is, if that means mow all these guys down until the streets are empty from your position. Or, or like, sort are of going to keep coming. Yeah. yeah. Or sneak your way through the street because, yeah, the first time we played it, like, as soon as we were in that fortress, like, this music starts playing, like, oh, they saw you. Yeah. And it's like, well, I guess I have no choice. And you kind of just stand sniping until you get blasted. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's sort of the, the hard part that I have here is this game does feel like it wants to be a slower mission-based thing, but it's very clear that the bones of this are from 2005. Yeah. Where, like, they couldn't register that much level at the same time. Totally. They can't really let you go anywhere. I think that's a good it's, way to put it. I think, yeah, because we're bumping up against, like... I mean, I think the game, it plays and controls pretty well. I think it looks okay for a game of its era, but it does feel a little... Like, just a step or two behind. Yeah, I mean, just to be clear, like, this game is a remake, sort of remake of a game that was on P- got released on PS2. Like, yeah. it was mainly a PC game, but, like, there's a PS2 version of Sniper sure. Elite, and yeah. it, you can really see those PS2 sort of bones showing. You can, you can, and, you know, and, and hey, look, time comes for us all, of course, yeah. you know. Except uh, for you, Eternal Immortal Gollum. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's true, yeah. that's true. God, when will I die? <laughs> oh, jeez, uh, so frustrating. I'm going to need to get a whole new video game system. Uh, terrible. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. So th- I can't, I can't knock it too much on the presentation. I'm trying to give it a little bit of leeway because it does probably look better than the PS2 version, which is <laughs> well, what they're sure. off of. Uh, but yeah, there is something a little dated about it. And, uh, I was frustrated that like, I, that we, we hit a wall so quickly yeah. in the game. Cause I'm, I'm enjoying everything this game has to offer. And then we tone, we even toned down the difficulty and it still kind of takes us out. It's still that same problem is it's not nec- The problem isn't necessarily like the difficulty, cause it, but it's that feeling of, I'm not sure that we're doing this right. Like I right. feel like the game wants us to be doing something different, but I'm not totally clear what, and there's not really anything else we can try because the level is so small and yeah. linear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to put it. Like it's hard to it's hard to determine exactly what your course of action should be. Yeah. And if you tone down the difficulty, you're kind of losing the spirit of what this game is. Right, cuz if you if the game if you're taking less than like this game like every shooter ever at this point just has the recurring health where as you get shot, your screen kind of gets blood smat- spattered and it just sort of refills over time by you staying in cover. Yeah. Um but if this game toned that difficulty down much more, you, it would be so easy to just run out and blast dudes. Yeah. Uh, which, which again, doesn't work for this style of game. You know, but uh, I think they I think they got the sniping part of this game right, which yeah, I think is what true. you really need to focus on. You know, like, like you indicated earlier, you can hold your breath to steady your shot and kind of, uh, it slows time just the tiniest little bit. Like, not, not dramatically, not Max Payne style, but just enough... For you to kind of get your bearings a little and bit. And the screen, yeah, and the scope sort of zooms in, in more. So if you pull the left trigger to look in the scope, you can press then up on the control pad to zoom in more. Yeah. And then when you hold your breath, it will zoom in even more. And 
I know it's exploitative and crass and stupid, but this little kill cam thing never stopped being fun. Yeah. Every time, like, I don't know. I'm like, wow, did you see the way I just ended that man's life yeah. in an explosive manner? I mean, like, it was the, we had the same reaction to the uh, Cabela's game. Yeah. It, it's fun when it switches to the bullet. And it you, is. It's, it it's is. very satisfying to see, to get I that st- penetration. I still feel bad about that deer I shot up the butt. Like, I still feel guilty <laughs> about that. That was a horrible shot. Uh, it, it, none it, of that it, happened here, but I, you can do cool stuff like you know if if you hit uh, a grenade on a nazi's belt that'll explode and it'll take out everybody around them you know like you get cool little moments like that that all play out in slow motion i like tracking the bullet with the camera just to see exactly how far your shot is going if you're making a really lengthy one yeah that's true it, 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 there's also a satisfying moment of it only goes into the kill cam if you've hit yeah. if you know it's a kill shot so as soon as you see it cut to that kill cam you're like yes yeah, and then you, yeah, because you, yeah, it would be so disappointing if and it like, doesn't happen every time you get a no. kill, but like it tends to be for particularly far away or particularly impressive shots, you know. Or yeah. if you do a one shotter, it'll it'll. Uh, and it'll the game does actually have a scorekeeping mechanism, which yeah. is kind of fun in a weird old arcadey thing. Like yeah, who's yeah. gonna like submit their like leaderboard uh, <laughs> scores for Sniper Elite? But it is cool to like you. <laughs> I don't know. It's like so unintentional, like to be like, oh, this was a good kill. So you get more points. You're like, I just tried to shoot him. Like, there's no strategy of like trying to play for more points. Right. Like he was there and I shot at him. Um, But like if you get a guy like, well, they're moving or like in a particularly sensitive area. Yeah. You'll get bonus points or just from a longer distance. And you can do things like if you if you incapacitate someone, it might draw out other soldiers trying to rescue their friend and then you can pick them off again. Grim, a grim thing for us to be having fun with. Sure. Sure. a real thing that people did yeah but it, there, there are some kind of b-grade thrills to to seeing your shots being executed like that yeah and you know the fact is not nazis are nazis and so it's, there's it's only there's only fun. yeah yeah it's yeah. only so much sympathy that can be leveled no it's true Man. it's true you know i think uh, nazis are good for shooting at it's it's a true thing um yeah what what else was it there yeah we talked about a little bit of the gadgets there is kind of a mechanic where you'll leave behind a white outline of yourself if you get spotted and you have a little bit of a second to get away if okay. you want to do that, uh, kind of a Bugs Bunny style. <laughs> um, the other thing I guess we should be mentioning is uh, this game is kind of known for its multiplayer elements, and there is none of that yeah, on this, this disc. This the, is a solely first-person or single-player experience on this disc. The Wii, this is one of those situations where it's important to talk about what's not there. Uh, right. Because uh, since this originated as like a PC series, like there's going to be multiplayer yeah. of like... I think that uh, this is a V2, Sniper Elite V2, came out on the 360 and PS3 like a a year or a couple years before this version. Yeah. And it had online multiplayer, I think a co-op mode, and those those seem neat. Yeah. Like I could you see could play how the those entire would be campaign fun. and co-op, yeah. Yeah. Uh but you get none of that here. And I'm wondering if they just couldn't crack like having two game pads or something or just like uh mapping some of the controls to one of the Wii modes or I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe this game does didn't... have like a lot of controls. I mean, I think more it's just they were like, yeah, sure, let's port that to the Wii U. Sure. Yeah. You, you definitely get the feeling like Nintendo was just really reaching out to companies to be like, anything that you can give us, you know, we yeah. will take. And this is still fairly early in the life cycle for the for the system, and they're they're looking for some hits, you know, and they're looking for some more mature graded stuff, you yeah. know, like some some more violent things. This game so, is that. It is that. I mean, the 
the signature multiplayer mode that I read about is a uh, it's called Overwatch, no relation, okay. uh, in which one player is the sniper and the other is a soldier who uh, runs along the ground completing tasks while the sniper protects oh, them. Neat. And then the the person on the ground can also act as a spotter and like tag different enemies for you. And uh, that sounds really neat. It sounds really fun. You know, uh, the one multiplayer mode that does exist here has been downgraded to a single player mode, oh, but it's okay. the uh, uh, the kill tally, uh, which is basically just horde mode. You need to stay alive in a certain designated spot as waves upon waves of Nazis are uh, set loose on you. And this, um, and I remember got playing. Boring. Yeah, I remember playing these kind of modes in Gears of War, like Gears of War Three. I think had this mode that yeah. I played a decent amount. Um, and yeah, they're okay, but they're definitely the kind of mode that the heart and soul of it is multiplayer. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause you get some guys like, Oh, you run over and set a trap over there. You repair this turret that's broken. Mm-hmm. And like this game just doesn't have any of that. Right. Like you can set, set traps, but there's not really, the traps aren't that satisfying for the sort of thing you're trying to do. Right. Yeah. And there's no turrets to repair. And since you're just doing a single player mode, it just feels a little sad. You're just like, yeah, here I am blasting Nazis again. Ho hum. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, yeah, I just, I just kind of tuned out of that mode after a little bit, but I mean, I was, I was intrigued. And when I read that this had like a single pl- or like a co-op campaign mode, like this would be really fun in a co-op. We're all, we're all about it. At we universe have a real soft spot for co-op campaigns. Oh yeah. Because we don't just the, have to like, sit and watch the other person play. It's great. It's great. Yeah. On the couch co-op is just kind of the best that you can do. And it's such a hard thing to pull off. And, uh, this one sounds like it would have been fun. Yep. And, and so that kind of leaves me with, I, I don't know if you have anything else we can kind of move to rankings. Cause I, I to kind of summarize my thoughts on it. Like I, I feel like I enjoyed my, experience with it but i was frustrated by how quickly i hit a wall yeah and by how many of the features that sounded intriguing to me were stripped away i mean i just feel like this might be another case of like this being a decent game and just not the version to play yes i think that's definitely true and i think it's also just a decent game but like since this isn't a genre that there's not a lot of games in this genre it's certainly not one that we've played a a genre that we've played a ton of so we're like I think it's more of like, oh, this is a genre worth exploring more, but I don't think this is the one. Yeah, you'd be very weird to be like, I'm going to go back and play Sniper Elite V2 on the Wii U. Right, like, yeah. Because yeah. I do think that a lot of what this game, the same kind of thrills that this game provide are in more fully featured games. Right. Like, like your Metal Gear Solid Five or like your Hitman. Like These are not designated sniper games. But they they have very satisfying sniping, and they the do, idea is they'll bring in a touch of that realism. Yeah. Well, what your what your goal is for all these games is you're actually sort of thinking through your movements and planning something out. And this game is a little more arcadey. Yeah. Um, which I'm not. Sh- I think that this genre has kind of moved past a little bit. I think so too. But. I think so too. Well, let's move on to our rankings mm-hmm. for this game. Um. Our ongoing list here, I think I am going to list this for me as my new number 14, which I'm going to put right underneath Nintendo Land and right above the Legos Avengers games. Uh, Like, I don't know, I was weighing it just now. I'm like, do I want to put this above Nintendo Land? And like, I don't think I ultimately do. I think I... The, the specific lack of co-op uh, is something that Nintendo Land provides directly, and it's not something that uh, this game really offers. I like a lot of what's here. I like the sniper genre. I think it's a fun 
way to approach the game. And there's a lot of like flashy, gross, fun stuff in this game. Uh, it just doesn't totally come together. And I think, I think it's just a little, it's just been a little outpaced by, yeah. by the games that it probably inspired to a certain degree. Yeah. Or yeah. later ones in the series. Um, I'm putting it at number 19, which is under the Lego games. Okay. Um, but it's probably, this is probably right now. I mean, this might change. This is maybe the cutoff of like, much worse than this is a not is a bad game. Oh, this you, is you like know what this I mean. Is our Tarzan. This is our Tarzan. This is our Tarzan I think Tarzan, to this sniper. point, which yeah. in the sense I'd I'd happily happily play more of it, but uh, it's so so bare bones in the feature, and I'm sure there and there's so many games that do similar things that I think do it better. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think that's yeah yeah. I think my cutoff might be a little lower, or my my cutoff might be FIFA maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think after FIFA, yeah, yeah, I'm a little hard-pressed to play any of these. Uh, all right, we have a couple of letters Hooray! this week. Love them letters. You can send them to ultra64podcast at gmail.com or through our website, ultra64podcast. It's a good uh, website. It's a good website. You Great. can see naked pictures of Steve and I there. Oh, man, man. Too many, frankly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Too many. I mean, I've been taking 40,000 years <laughs> worth of selfies. Uh, so, hi, Steve, Woody, and guests. Hello, guest. Hello. Nice to see you. Oh, it's, 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 our, it's our beloved guest, Invisible Joe. <laughs> Uh, I'm sitting here watching huge men hurl shot puts like any normal person on a Thursday night, <laughs> sure. and I wondered about Olympic equivalents for video games. What game or games would you pick for your own video game Olympics? Are they all all old classic games or a mix of modern ones? And that's from Scott Berger. Thank ah, you, Scott. Ah, yes. Hello, Scott. Good question. Definitely a good question. We got the Olympic fever up <laughs> around here, uh, which it might be over by the time. It, it is episode. over. Yeah. We're yeah. all, we've all been grabbed by limpids. Yeah, damn yes. it. They got us. <laughs> Uh, I, I actually had a conversation not specifically about video games, but about the Olympics with my dad mm. of like, what would you cut it down to if there could only be three Olympic sports? And I think the question is, are we doing this for like the integrity of the games mm. or are we doing this for what's the most fun to watch? Because I think if you're doing integrity of the games, it's like 100 meter dash weightlifting and maybe like boxing sure because it's just like the three things that are just like the most basic of all things but still so, require a huge amount of athletic oh skill. yeah yeah right. so yeah, of yeah, course yeah, yeah um but no i don't know like i you'd be but hard if you, if they're not want, that interesting to just watch if you want that of that. fancy ones you'll get you know your your dressage or your curling or something like yeah, that uh, may, well maybe like equestrian ones like so there's a i think that a lot of the sports that are more interesting to watch are some of the weirder ones Synchronized like, dancing or I <laughs> synchronized water dancing. So weird. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Or the, uh, the, the, the variety of like gymnastic sports. You're like, why are there so many gymnastic sports? Well, it's like, they're all kind of interesting to watch Yeah. or like diving, just like things that are so hyper specific are in some ways more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like the video game Olympics would have the same problem. So I feel like if you were going for like the integrity of the Olympics, it's like what, like space invaders, mm -hmm. uh, super Mario brothers, Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's like a Super Mario Brothers, like, high speed run. Speed runs, yeah, yeah. And and what's the third one? Like, I guess Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Sure, yeah, something competitive, like a deathmatch shooter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would probably be in there, but if you're going for ones that are just fun to watch people play... I like, want to see I want to see Olympic-level DDR. D I Olympic just want to see those legs going crazy. That'd be, that'd yeah. be incredible. Or, or like, Olympic-level ring fit, you know, or... Uh, Olympic-level uh, Tony Hawk 
ride. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. That, Who that, could that, stay on this thing longer than that, ten seconds? That was the real travesty of that game being so bad. Is we never got to see anyone actually get good at it. Yeah. It would actually be pretty cool to watch someone who was good at Tony Hawk ride. It kind of would be <laughs> yeah. like if that thing worked in the least. Like if they updated it and uh, was in any way pleasant to play. That's a good answer. I like that. Yeah, yeah. The Tony Hawk ride. Um, yeah, maybe Guitar Hero. Yeah, really good yeah. Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. impressive. Uh, good question, Scott. Thank you. That's I like that one. Uh, the next letter says, Dear Woody and Steve, I remember when I purchased my PlayStation 4. There were a bunch of games on my list that I was stoked for, and the number one was No Man's Sky. Sure. The premise, design, and layout was everything I didn't think I needed but wanted in a game, especially since I completely skipped over the PS3. Ooh, that's always, that's the sweetest. That's if the sweetest you can, If you can sweet a con- skip a generation, you're like, this game is so amazing. This is the future. Yeah. I got my copy, popped it in, and was completely blown away by the first shot of waking on an unknown alien world beside your crashed space cruiser. Fast forward to about a week later, and I think you can guess what happened. I was completely bored and uninterested with what little the game had to offer, even after spending hours collecting minerals and talking to countless NPCs. Oh, but that's like that's like the Urquan like, Masters. It's like the game, yeah. 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 Uh, it was the first time I experienced a game falling short on me after promising what was supposed to be a game-changing experience. It was disheartening to say the least, and it inevitably became my first PS4 game that I traded in for a different, probably much more enjoyable game on my list. So my question to you guys is, can you, and any possible guest, think of any game that you were totally psyched and excited to play, only to be completely let down in the end? This podcast gets me through the night shift at work every week, so thank you for doing what you do and never failing to put out great content. Best wishes, and that is from Ace G. Thank you so much. All right, so games that we were hyped for that failed to meet the potential. Now, to comment on No Man's Sky, like I know famously, that game's had a really long post-launch life. Yeah. Like uh, apparently the game's updated so much it's almost unrecognizable from what it was. It's gotten a lot better. A lot better. I've never played it because uh, because I, I kind of bought into the toxic buzz I was hearing around it when it first came out. But from what I hear, it's gotten quite good. Okay. Um, but as for games that I was really hyped about... I think I brought this up on the past. This is a game that nobody remembers or cares about but me. <laughs> but for some reason... Uh, it's called Clay Fighter 63 and a third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for some reason, the game Illbleed on the Dreamcast. You're right. Nobody looked, talks nobody's about Nobody's heard game. of it. Yeah. Uh, it looked to me like the coolest fucking thing in the world. I was... I had recently discovered the Resident Evil series at this time. I was all in on survival horror and finding the spookiest, bloodiest games out there. And this one was promising to be the spookiest game in existence and i bought it for my dreamcast and it's not spooky it's okay. it's a game about trying to guess at where a trap might be that might scare you ooh and you only have a certain number of guesses and so it's got that kind of like dragon's Wait. layer thing where there's like a specific right way to play you just have to like memorize it it's Whoa. it's a really weird game uh and i i just got confused and bored with it pretty quickly and I regret selling it now because I think it's worth quite a bit. But it's uh, probably now. not it's, good. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, so. that sounds like a Dreamcast game. Yeah. It's, yeah. It has a weird, there's so many weird games on the Dreamcast. So many weird ones. It's a very yeah. Dreamcasty game. Uh, never, never translated anywhere else. It's pretty nuts. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that was one I was super hyped for. And I can't really tell you why. Sure. Um, well, I mean, I, I'm hoping that it's more of just a matter of time, but Spelunky 2, yeah, to call yeah. back to earlier, has certainly been one of those, being as how much I love the original Spelunky. Um, but one I maybe can think of more is uh, God of War, because it kind of happened to me twice. Oh, shit. Um, it happened, because, like, man, 
when those previews for the original God of War for PS2 came out, it's like, holy shit. Yeah. This looks like the greatest thing in history. You're fighting Greek gods. He's ripping, like, harpies apart. It looks awesome. And you know what? The original God of War is kind of a rough play. Like, it, hmm. I, it's, there's, you spend a lot of time in just kind of this temple solving kind of annoying puzzles. Like, there's a lot of oh, box I'd, pushing. I blocked those out. And yeah. the combat kind of goes on too long and is very button mashy. Okay. And so I remember very specifically being super hyped for that game and kind of tricking myself into thinking that I liked it. But in like retrospect, I'm like, I don't know. This game is not great. And that was the same reason. I bought a PS4 because again, that game looks that game looked fucking rad. You're like, I have this giant axe and I'm throwing this axe and I'm like ripping Norse dudes apart. And that game eventually grew on me and I, yeah. I liked it more. It is a good game, but like there were so many times where I would just start playing it and lose interest because I'm like, I gotta push more boxes and I gotta have my son pull this lever. There is a weird feeling of like these big a plus triple uh, A Sony titles mm. all feel like the same game. And like it's always good, but like the Uncharted games, The Last of Us games, Horizon, Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That very specific, like directly behind the camera angle. And like um, there's so much of like weird co op thrown in of like a someone accompanying you. It's open world. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like sort of this mix of open world. And it was just like, I. Somehow it just never quite clicked for me. Again, I it, it, I kind of I finished it. I was yeah. like, that was okay. But like for a game that essentially sold me on the system, like I have the God of War special edition <laughs> PS4, which is a really cool looking PS4. Cool system, so I have no regrets about that. It also makes you but, look like a bigger God of War fan yeah, than you maybe are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like every day I saw the box, every day I look in my closet and Kareto's face is just like looking down at me. <laughs> like, you love my product. And you know what? <laughs> Probably gonna buy the next God of War because it's gonna look sweet. It's, yeah, like, it's gonna look great. They always gonna, look sweet. They always do. I I'm I don't know. It's making me question how I I played those original God of War games. I, I liked all of yeah. them. God of War uh, Two is a lot better. God of War Two is pretty great. Yeah, I I'm wondering now if I'm just misremembering some of my. God I think of War it was definitely nostalgia. good for the time. It was it just looked amazing. It, for yeah, PS2 yeah. Games. It was still, just not quite the. Uh, it, it was not quite the revelation that people thought. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's fair. Like I think it came out the same year as Ninja Gaiden or something. And I'm like, this is much worse than Ninja Gaiden. Mm, <laughs> like, yeah, they're different different speeds on those games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have any threesome mini games in Ninja Gaiden, although you. That feels like the game. It should have three. Yeah, Ra- Ryu himself, very non-sexual as a yeah. protagonist, which I kind of dig since he's just randomly surrounded by all these busty ladies. But like, he never <laughs> comments on it. Like, he's, he's just like, yeah, maybe that's Itagaki's secret fantasy. Is like, I just want to be surrounded by hot women who are really into me, and I'm indifferent. Yeah, I and I'm just wearing this on. solid black leather suit. <laughs> <laughs> I squeak everywhere I walk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, that was Sniper Elite V2. Uh, Best game ever made. Yeah. Uh, number one, I, next I like to the way we only totally, God of War and uh, Ill Bleed. I like the way <clears throat> when we get into letters, we just totally drop whatever we're talking about. And you could have told me we were talking about any game, and I was like, oh, yeah, we did talk about we, that. We absolutely <laughs> yeah. did. Yeah, no, we played Family Dog on yeah. Super Nintendo. Exactly. You enjoyed it. <laughs> we played Socks the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went to Washington. He's yeah. great. He's a regular capital critter. 
Uh, all right. Well, tune in next week. We are going to be playing Socks a... the cat. <laughs> Basically, yeah. actually. Okay. Uh, I, I decided to have, have some mercy on both of us after that Turbo episode and lump some of our DreamWorks games oh, into one episode. <laughs> so we're covering three games based on DreamWorks properties. This is, this is the podcast equivalent of ripping off the Band-Aid really quick kind so of. that it doesn't hurt as much later. I mean, it's similar to what we did with the billion racing games yeah. we had to play in the N64. In this case, we're going to be playing playing games based on Rise of the Guardians, How to Train Your Dragon 2, and Kung Fu Panda, uh, which is subtitled Showdown of Legendary Legends. Uh, <laughs> good title. I like it, it is a good title. It is a good title. Uh, so tune in next week for those. Be sure to check us out at Ultra 64 Podcast on all of our different social medias. Also, I don't know if I've even mentioned it, I am co-hosting Talking Terrific Television. What? Uh, You're cheating I'm, on me with another I'm, podcast? I'm so, I hate for you to find <laughs> oh, out this no. way. Uh, yeah, no, they asked me to be the fourth co-host on Talking Terrific Television, uh, where we're going through every episode of The Sopranos in order. And I'm on... I heard that show's pretty terrific. It's, pre- it's pretty terrific. We talk, we talk about it, yeah, how sure. terrific the television is. Um, yeah, so check that out wherever you download your podcast as well. And uh, what else? We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Ultra64Pods. What are, what are we ice. playing? We're playing NARC games. We're, about, we're getting we're, ready to do a series, a one-off episode. So it's probably over by this time. It's probably it's over probably by now. Up. Uh, but, but if you're really excited about the game Narc for arcade and the game uh, Narc for PS2, and let me tell you, you should be <laughs> yeah. because I can tell already. Right, we haven't recorded that episode yet, but I have so much to say oh, <laughs> about the Narc mm-hmm. games. Uh, so yeah, check that out. And we got a whole bunch of other like seventy something episodes yeah, on that Patreon you can dig through. So let's go. Uh, let's end this episode and go lay around and crawl on our stomach. Ooh, can't wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little worm crawl. <laughs> Race ya. <laughs> Bye everybody. Capu. Hitler. Only one big ball Gary had two But they weren't small Himmler had something similar And the Goebbels had no balls at all Ready? Up to tempo Up to tempo Wanna sing it? Here we go Hitler